The following podcast is completely fictional. All of the characters, even those based on real people, are fictional. They are just impressions by a weird dude talking to himself for your enjoyment. Hola, bromigos. What's up? It's your boy, Above the Dave. It's another episode of The Lot Scene. This week, I'm going to be talking a little bit about Pink Floyd. And then we're going to have Ned Newberg dropping back into the studio to give us an update on what he's been doing. Also, we are going to be getting a call from a favorite here at the lot scene, Lisa, the wife of a fish fan. And she's going to be going over some summer tour tips for fish fans who are also husbands. And finally, can't believe we're doing this, but we got David Gilmore and Roger Waters to come into the studio together and talk with me. And you know you gotta hear that. So slap the bag and take a shwill. It's the lot scene. A jam band? I mean, let's start there. I mean, is anyone arguing that they aren't? I'm sure people are. I I definitely think they're a jam band. They are a huge influence of the bands that we consider jam bands now. And sure, compared to maybe the Grateful Dead, you could say they weren't even in the same realm, but you could say that about jam bands today, comparing to other jam bands and who's jamming and how much and who's just soloing a little bit more. And really, if you're talking early Floyd... They're jamming. Later Floyd, sure, they get kind of more and more theatrical and their live shows became just live versions of whatever incredible masterpiece that they just released. But it was still a great live show and completely innovative. So, yeah, I think they're a jam band. Of course I do. I don't know where I was when I saw Wizard of Oz synced with Dark Side of the Moon. But I remember having my jaw dropped to the floor, absolutely convinced that they must have had the Wizard of Oz playing in their studio when they made that. And I do remember where I was when I saw The Wall, which was at a buddy's house. All my buddies, we must have been 10 or 15 of us, got it on VHS, I think. And at that point, you know, we all knew most of Pink Floyd, or not most, but we knew a good amount. And and uh, so we all smoked a whole bunch of weed. We knew that was the move. Put on the wall and everybody passed out except me. I was the only one that watched that movie from front to back. And I know that because at the end, when the wall falls down and it's really loud, it woke up everyone. And they're all like, oh, like, whoa, whoa, what just happened? 
And I was like looking around like, oh my God, you fuckers fell asleep? It's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. You're fools. All of you are fools. The wall is very special to me. I remember even more clearly where I was and how I felt when I saw Pink Floyd live at Pompeii. It was at my buddy Nick's place. We watched it in his room. There was a couple of us up there. Again, jaws to the floor. I would almost put live at Pompeii like ahead of anything else that Floyd has ever done. Like visually, like I know the wall is great and you know, the Wizard of Oz thing, you got to do it. But live at Pompeii, that's, that is required jam band watching. That is genius 20 something year olds just flexing. It's, it has both some of the most incredible live performances with undoubtedly, I mean, the the sexiest guy in the history of jam rock. I'm giving it to David Gilmore at, at Live at Pompeii. Holy shit. Shirtless David Gilmore with the long hair. Woo! And the fender. Come on now. Find me a sexier jam rock god than David Gilmore Live at Pompeii. Okay? that uh, That's a vision. And just destroying his guitar to echoes. And it, and it goes between these live incredible performances at Pompeii and then it cuts into them in the studio uh making Dark Side of the Moon uh there was no Wizard of Oz playing on the TV but there was a band who was now discovering synthesizers and you get to like kind of see them playing with it and then they they show them in the studio but then they like cut to them in a diner just smoking cigs I don't even know how old these guys are at this point. I don't know if they're like 25, 28, something like that. But they're like, maybe that. And they're just sitting in the diner talking about like where they're at, you know. And they're just genius, you know. It's just Roger Waters like smoking a cigarette, just being like, I don't know if we control the machines. Oh, the machines control us. And he like pulls one more drag of his cigarette. You just feel like you're watching royalty. You're like, they're so pompous and British and smart. And just what they're creating is going down. Like, as you see them talking to the camera, they have all the reason to be that pompous because they are the greatest. They are the greatest studio jam band uh, or prog rock band or band, right? I don't know. Probably. By the way, they're doing an album a year, okay? This isn't some, you know, wait five years for the next masterpiece. Adam Hartmother is 1970. Metal is 1971. Obscured by Clouds, 1972. 1973, The Dark Side of the Moon. 1975, Wish You Were Here. 1977, Animals. 1979, The Wall. And yes, 1983, The Final Cut, which I'm not actually a huge fan of. I don't think a lot of people are, but... Uh, it's too much Roger Waters for me. Really what's happening in, in these last few albums is it's just getting more and more Roger Waters as he continues to uh, find ways to control the band. And uh, I think technically, I mean, some of the members of Pink Floyd by the end were actually considered like just like touring musicians. They barely, they had like no say. Like I don't... Like, and what was happening creatively. I don't even know if they were allowed to play their instruments when they were recording some of this stuff. It just got to be out of hand. But yeah, I mean, what? That's a that's a crazy lineup of just masterpieces. You know, I argue it's it's the best out there. It's There's just 
no other band that really can go back to back to back to back to back like that. But yeah, Live at Pompeii. If you have not watched Live at Pompeii, you got to do it. Right now, ATD's telling you, listen up. You got to watch that. It's just, it's great music and stuff. It's just great sound bites of the band. You just see a band just at their peak. And I just love like how ridiculous they are too, because they are at that stage around metal where they're just, they're, they're really, they're, they're trying crazy. They've been trying this crazy stuff for years, but now they're like really onto something. They're having their breakthrough moment and it's with metal, but they're still like doing crazy shit where they're like acting all smart and, uh, like they know everything like, you know, and, 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 uh, like you do maybe when you're in your twenties and then like, you know, they'll talk all fancy about music and then it'll cut to, you know, them recording a dog barking and hitting a gong and just like weird tripped out stuff that's like kind of unlistenable. But you also love it because it's just so pompous. And so you excuse it because it's Pink Floyd. Yeah. And I just remember that that album was was huge. And I love Floyd post Roger Waters. I love David Gilmore. I got to see him at the Hollywood Bowl. It's one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. He is, his guitar, so simple. Like, the tone is just, it. he's one of those guitar players where, like, the, he just starts playing and you're like, that's David Gilmore. And, which is, like, kind of crazy because he's not doing anything so distinct. It's not like he's like Carlos Santana where it's, it's like, uh, you, you can just tell like that. But, I mean, his tone is clean. It's just the thing about David Gilmore is, like, every lick, it's just so tasteful. And he's still like that. Even his solo stuff he's he's released in the last 10 years, 20 years. Man, the man's tone is just as tasteful as it gets. And uh, he's just one of my guitar heroes. So happy that he's going to be here and happy that we're going to talk with him in a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, a huge Pink Floyd guy. I had a Pink Floyd The Wall epic poster in my dorm room freshman year. Maybe I took it with me sophomore year too. Just a great poster to be like i'm cool guys i got a wall poster you know you had one you know when you went to college you had to like throw up a couple posters to let people know what you're about i went britney spears because i always seem to have a britney spears poster in college i kind of change those out every year that was me saying hey she's hot but also like i fucks with britney and then the other poster i had was the wall pink floyd the wall and uh so that let people know who i am who I was. I can say this though, and then we'll move on, but I can say this. I paid $150, I think, for a ticket to see David Gilmore live at the Hollywood Bowl, and I would have paid more. And it was worth every single penny. A lot of times concerts, especially these days, they're so expensive. I mean, I was looking at tickets for the De- for Dead and Company at the Dodger Stadium this year, and, and the worst worst seats we're over a hundred bucks. And then, and this is a baseball stadium. I mean, they're just like real nosebleeds. Like you're so high up and like the decent seats are like $150. And I'm like, so I get two tickets plus all the fees. Now it's over. It's like $430. I was seeing, I mean, that's a lot of pressure on dead and company to deliver that good of a performance. So, you know, that's at least what they're listed for. I'm hoping to get in there for cheaper. But David Gilmore, $150, I was like, fuck yeah, I don't care. If they reunited, if Roger Waters and David Gilmore reunited and they toured 
as Pink Floyd, I mean, how much would you pay? I'd probably pay $500 a ticket and be okay with it because I know it would it would still be worth $500. And I don't think I can say that for any other band. I don't think I could say that, especially like living. I don't think I could say that I could be like confident that I could spend $500 on a ticket and be like, mm, no, they're going to give me $500 worth of entertainment. But uh, Pink Floyd, that... They can take my money. Holy shit. But moving on, our first guest today is making his return to the podcast. We're very excited. It sounds like he's got some updates for us, and we'd love to hear them. So let's bring back on to the podcast our friend of the show, Ned Newberg. Whoa, Ned. How we doing, buddy? So who's this? You brought a lady friend? Oh, that's cool, man. So where did you two meet? At an Umphreys show. Oh, at the on the dumb tour? Oh, okay. And so what's your name, little lady? Natty? Natty Newberry. Well, well, welcome to the podcast, Natty Newberry. <laughs> Ned, what's going on here, buddy? You, uh, you smashing or what? <laughs> okay, all right. So, Natty, you're an you're an ump freak. All right. How long how long have you been uh, seeing Umphreys McGee? Oh, that was your first show? Cool, okay. What about Disco Biscuits? How many Disco Biscuits shows have you seen? You, you you caught her early here, Ned. And what did you think, Natty, of the uh, of the, of the Dumb Tour show? It was the best show you've ever seen. All right. Who, uh, you know, let's be, let's be real here. Who, who did you like more? They both were good? Yeah, but I mean, if you had to pick one. I'm freeze, you say. Okay, sure, sure. Just Disco Biscuits, uh, you liked them? Just not just not as much as Humphreys. Got it, got it. And what about you, Ned? Obviously, you've seen the Disco Biscuits a couple times. This is what, this was your third show? All right, big boy. So the big number three. All right, so number three. Huh? Was it a great show or what? Sickest set ever? Sure. Set break is over. You are right. The boys really are on fire in 2022. I absolutely agree. I, I, I wouldn't say it's the... Well, no, I wouldn't say it's the best year of their career just yet. And, you know... There's been a lot of good year. Okay. Well, did did you listen, Ned, to to any of the old stuff? Yeah, you didn't you didn't get around to it. Okay. You you never checked out anything from like ninety nine, two thousand one, two thousand two. No. You weren't born yet, so what? You can't listen to music that was made before you were born. 
Now, Ned, did you know any of the music of Humphreys going into this show? No? Okay. Did you like the Humphreys set? Not that bad, but yeah. I mean, you prefer the biscuits, right? Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Okay, so then Humphreys set ended. And what'd you guys do? You talked and cried in each other's arms? Oh no, you don't you don't have to cry now. Oh guys, guys, no, no need to cry. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, no, no. I know. I'm no I'm I'm just asking questions. I don't wanna, you know, I didn't know I was bringing up such an emotional moment for you two. But okay, so you guys really connected, right? Uh and you were just what sit just sitting on a blanket in the lawn. Then you guys fucked? On the lawn at set break? Damn, y'all. That's some wook shit. Congrats. That is some real wook shit. And then the biscuits started, right? You guys raged, huh? Oh, nice. And Ned, you're saying it's a, a really top-notch show I have to listen to, huh? Best show of all time. The second coming of Haymaker. Oh, Haymaker. Yeah, that's an old show from 2002. You can check that out sometime. That's cool. And Natalie, you, you were dancing and, and into it too? Cool, cool. Yeah, they're fun to dance to, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when they're not singing? Okay, yeah, I've heard that before. So, I mean, so what's this? This is the, the beginning of a, a wonderful, beautiful thing, huh? Yeah, well, you guys uh, live close to each other? Oh, that's cool. You already moved in? Oh, you guys are moving fast. Huh. And uh, so what's next? Are you guys going to do more shows? Well, yeah, shows do cost a good amount of money. That's why a lot of people may, you know, sell some stuff on lot, see what they can do to earn some money to, you know, not have it all be a total loss. Are you guys doing anything like that? Oh, you have a ton of money? Oh, well, good for you guys. How, how do, I mean, you're both so young. I just want to, I mean, I don't, you know, no judgment, but how did you amass such wealth? Oh, you guys were really early in on, on Dogecoin. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. And so you guys are still holding Dogecoin or? Oh, yeah, it went down a lot, huh? Yeah, I do a little bit of the crypto stuff. Yeah, let me... I mean, let me check my, uh, check my Coinbase right here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, Bitcoin's up. Yeah. Oh, oh, shit. No, it, it dropped. Yeah. Yeah, it dropped a lot. Oh, shit. Oh, wait. It's up big right now. It just skyrocketed. Oh, shit. To the moon, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we are cruising. Damn, I just made a lot of money. Yeah, you guys too? Fuck yeah. Right? This shit's awesome, right? Oh shit. Oh, red candle. Oh, it's it's going way down. Oh yeah. Oh god. Oh, you seeing this? Oh, that's awful. 
Okay, I just lost it all. I have no money. Uh, this is brutal. Okay, let's maybe just put the phones down. That's really hard to look at. So, man, you guys are moving fast, living together. You're going to do some shows together. You're going to do dumb tour. You hit a couple dates, okay. And then, uh, and then kind of see what happens from there, huh? Well, listen, you lovebirds, I am so happy that you have found each other, that you can experience this entire scene together through these new, fresh new buys. And uh, I would love if you guys came back and told us more of your adventures this year. Uh, you know, see a couple more shows again, you know. And uh, Natty, I hope this is the beginning uh, for you in seeing more Disco Biscuit shows and more Umphrey shows. And... <laughs> and, yeah, sure, and Goose, Goose shows. Are you guys going to go see Goose? Okay, cool. Yeah, you, you think they're hot? Okay. Always nice to talk with new fans and get their perspective. It's a little treacherous out there, but it sounds like you guys are learning the hard lessons. And you know what? You're going to come back stronger. We all have to learn those lessons. So, <coughs> Advice? <coughs> oh, man. Man, what, uh, what do you say? Advice, huh? Well, I'll tell you this. This is a, this is a pro tip from a vet in the scene. <coughs> when you're doing anything at a show, bathroom line, concession line, the line to enter the venue, whatever it is, always choose the path that is least taken because that's going to get you into that place or to that destination faster than any other way. So if you get to a point where there's multiple lines and you have to choose one, whether it's getting in the venue or you know, picking a line to wait for beer. Always walk to the furthest line you can get to. If you just stop where all the other sheep stop, you're going to be waiting there for the entire set break, and you may even miss a few songs in the second set. You don't have time for that. You really Plus, you will probably want to pee and get a beer. So if you want to get that beer, you've got to go down all the way to the furthest line that requires you to walk the furthest, which no one wants to do. But if you do it, little noobs, and you take that little, those few extra steps, you'll find yourself probably at a line that is half as long, because no one thought to go all the way there. They just stop and see the first line and just assume that's the only one. I'm talking about bathrooms too. Bathrooms, usually a whole line forms for men and women, and then the exit, people are just flying out the exit, and the smart ones like us who've been doing this for a long time, we don't wait in line, we go in the exit. That's what you do, okay? That's my advice. Are you guys sleeping? Guys? Babe? Hey? Hey, wake up, you little noobs. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, babe. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to yell. Okay. All right. Well, you guys have fun, and you come back soon, all right? Pleasure meeting you, Natty. Ned, see you soon. All right, everybody. Give it up for Ned Newberg and Natty Newberry. All right, and we are going to keep things moving. Our next guest is also returning to the podcast for her second time. She's one of our favorites as well here on the show, and we're very excited to hear what she has to talk about. She is on the line because she can't be her personally. She's got some kids to watch, but I'm going to put her on right now. 
Ladies and gentlemen, it is Lisa, the wife of a fish fan. Lisa, Lisa, welcome back. How you doing above the David? How we doing today? Can't complain. Oh, good, good. How's Matthew? Uh, you know, same old over here. You know, no, no, nothing new. You know, we're watching the kids. Yeah, about those kids, the... I like their names. Uh, what were their names again? Oh, I have a daughter, Esther. Uh, she's she's four. And uh, and then we have our uh, son. He's he's seven. Uh, his name is McGrupp. McGrupp. That's right, above the David. Yeah, McGrupp. McGrupp Markowitz and Esther Markowitz. That's where the Markowitzes. Oh, that's I like... I like those names. I mean, Esther's a, a pretty, you know, common Jewish girl's name. It is. It's a beautiful name. Yeah, that was... Uh, actually, Matthew thought that was a wonderful name. I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. And, and McGrupp. Uh, I, I'm not familiar with that. Is is that also from from the Torah or... Don't get smart with me about the David. Everyone knows it's not from the Torah. It's obviously a fish... Some fish song, you know, that he, he got me to, to name our son McGrupp. How, how did how did that happen? Oh Jesus Christ! You know I hate talking about it, but I wanted to name our son Jacob, Jacob Markowitz. But then Matthew tells me that the name of our firstborn child wasn't up to us, but he un- unfortunately relinquished the naming of our child to one of his fish tour buddies, who apparently back. Years before we had our child, won some fantasy tour, you know, competition where they all bet all of this money and they said that, you know, the winner would name the firstborn child of the loser. It was some rage wage or something like that. Yeah, I also play rage wage. Oh, you do above the David. That's shame on you. Okay. It's an evil game. That's an awful game. Okay. Because, because... My Matthew, unfortunately, that year, he lost. He came in dead last at the fish rage wage. And so the name of our child, as I'm thinking, it's Jacob, okay? He tells me moments before I'm about to have this baby. He looks me in the eye and he says, Lisa, baby, it ain't going to be called Jacob. Because his idiot moron friend, Bill, who won the rage wage, has to be the one to name our child and I said, oh, my God, Matthew. My anger alone, honestly, delivered that child. At that very moment, I was so upset that it came out. And I said, I don't even want to know. I just want to go to bed. And I just fell asleep. And then when I saw the birth certificate, there it was, McGrupp Markowitz. And I said, oh, God damn it, Bill. I still don't talk to that son of a bitch. Wow. Oh, man. Yeah, that's that's intense. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, yeah, it's okay. I love I love. Hey. hey, get down from there. Get down from there, you little son of a bitch. Go to your room. Your father's not here, you little brat. Okay, anyway, well, well okay. Um, it's nice to have you back. Thank you for uh, for taking our call and, and, and chatting with us today. A pleasure above the day, Vid. It really is. It's an absolute pleasure. And you wanted to give some summer tour tips for the listeners of this podcast? Is that what I'm hearing correctly? That's absolutely correct. Yeah. All right. Well, sure, Lisa. Why don't you uh, Why don't you take the floor and uh, and tell the people what you want to tell them? All right. Thank you so much, sweetheart. You can just call me Dave. Well, it's summer tour time here at the Markowitzes, 
and you know what that means. A beloved husband and father disappears for a few nights to transform into an 18-year-old again with no real responsibilities or family to contact. Some men take their wives to Mexico, Costa Rica, maybe Tahiti, but me... I get one long weekend in LBI with my family and that's it because my godforsaken husband blows a week of vacation days every year on four men who sing about runaway dogs and slicing nipples. But I'm used to it by now above the David. It's, it's Dave. And in fact, I have some pointers for other husbands going on fish tour this summer. Oh, you do? Yeah, I've compiled a small list. Even the biggest loser burnout moron could follow. Okay, let's hear these tips, Lisa. Well, summer tour's here. And you're hitting the road with your loser friends who never did anything with their lives and are still broke and do drugs to escape their sad reality. Yay! Good times. But hey, you have a wife and a family, asshat, so make sure you first and foremost check in every single day with your wife. No exception, fellas. I don't care if you took a tent strip and lost your phone and spent all night in a porta potty with acid diarrhea. Oh, you know about acid diarrhea? Please, above the David, I know it all. You still need to borrow a phone. Or get someone to text your partner at least once a day. Well, that seems fair enough. Tip number two. Don't call me at 5 a.m., you fucknut. I'd rather you be dead than wake the kids that early. Oh, okay. All right, tip number three. Hey, let's be honest here, fellas. You know you all have that one friend in the group that's a little too, uh, deranged. My husband has one real drugged-out friend who's always pushing the limits on how much he takes. Let's call him Barry. Because his name is Barry, that sick fuck. Don't be Barry, hon, okay? Barry's got nothing going for him. He's got no career, okay? He's got no life. He's got no woman, okay? Don't do blow till 11 a.m. with Barry. Be smarter than that, you fuckface. Pace yourself like you're the head of a fucking household. Okay, that felt specific. Tip number four. No I-O-U's, David. If your buddy can't swing hotel, food, and tickets, then he's out. I don't want to hear that you can pay for our dog's vet bill as soon as Chris pays you back for the Hilton. Fuck Christopher, he's not a deadhead, he's a deadbeat. Howie needs his hip replaced now, Matthew. Okay. Yeah, again, this feels very personal. Hey, get the fuck out of here. I'm on the phone. Esther, come on. Get get in, get in your room. Go go play with McGraw. Well, then play with the dog. I don't know what Jim is. Jesus. Okay. All right, where was I? Um... Oh, yeah. Tip number five. Before you leave for tour, clean your room. In fact, clean the whole house. All laundry done. When you leave, I want it to look like you died and I got that life insurance check. Okay? Don't leave your wife abandoned and with chores. And when you come back from sad adult male sleepaway camp, do your laundry. Of course, you can't smell how bad your clothes stink because your nostrils are clogged from ketamine. Wash your stinking pile of craft brew stained tie-dye. Okay? 
Anything else, Lisa? Yes, and thanks for asking, sweetheart. Now shut the fuck up and listen. Okay. This one is very important. When buying tickets to summer tour, please ask your wife if she would like to go. Wait, Lisa, you would go to a fish show? Oh, listen, it's very unlikely, okay? But every now and then, Mama might need to have a few drinks and stay in a nice hotel in Saratoga Springs. And sure, I'll stomach a few hours of fish, especially if they play Susie Greenberg. I kind of I like that one. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's okay, I guess. Anyways, just ask your wife, because who knows? She might say yes once in a while if it's a nice town, and you might even get laid if you play your cards right, you dumb fuck. But under no circumstances am I gonna get freaky in a late night hotel room while listening back to the freaking exact same show we just saw hours before, okay? Put on some Prince or some Neil Diamond for Christ's sakes, Matthew. No woman can get wet while listening to laughing, laughing, fall apart. What are you doing? What do you mean the dog's dead? Okay, I gotta go. We have a crisis over here above the David. I gotta go. All right. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for those summertime tips. All right. Okay. You have fun on summer tour, you degenerates. All right, Lisa. Good talking with you. That was Lisa, the wife of a fish fan, everyone. So nice to have her come back on the podcast. Very helpful tips for the men out there. All right. For our last interview today, I can't believe who I'm bringing on. Uh, This is truly the most exciting guest we've had yet on the podcast. And man, I mean, they're two members of one of the most successful and creative bands that have ever existed. They don't really need any more introduction than that. I mean, they're absolute living legends. David Gilmore and Roger Waters. David, Roger, how you guys doing today? Well, I'm bloody cheeky, innit? Me, I'm bloody knackered. You're, you're excited to be here? Oh, I'm, I'm chuffed to bits, David. And David, obviously, you haven't been in the same room as Roger in probably quite some time. Blimey, no, I haven't been with next to this bloody chap in whew, decades. Well, Roger, I mean, what? You guys haven't seen each other in a while, and, you know, how's David looking? Almost, he, he looks quite buff. Oh, bollocks. Roger. Brilliant. Oh, bug off. Well, this is going all to be. Yeah, well, I ain't too chuffed to be either. Okay, okay. Well, I'm not sure if I'm following here, but I, I know you guys don't get along too well, but, you know, I was hoping that maybe we could, you know, just talk. Just like adults, you know, right? I don't want to talk too much about Pink Floyd. Usually leaves me bloody gutted. Bloody what? No, not me. I'm hunky doy. I find it quite proper to talk about Pink Floyd. Oh, quit being so bloody dim. Listen, mate. Got me quite miffed. Well, I'm still gobsmacked from the breakup. It's all gone pear-shaped, innit? Oh, you're mad. Oh, you're Listen, crackers. Guys, I'm Let's see if we can have a shinwag. A what? Oh, quit playing with them, you shav. You don't have to be so bloody gobby. 
Oh, that's smashing. Oh, you're really winging on, aren't you, mate? Would you have me on here, Roger, huh? Take a bloody piss. Oh, don't get your knickers in a twist, guys, mate. Come on, poppycock. You're just Fellas. a bit of a curtain twitcher, don't you think? Come on now. I'll tell you this I think much. you're arguing. I, bet I don't really know if you are. A million quids. I don't really My understand it. shows better than yours, mate. Oh, well, aren't you a picnic short of a sandwich? What was that? Oh, you got me quite Does lift. Mean... Your first mistake, what? Dave, is when you left the band. Damn. That was a real um, cock up. Actually, move. mate, that was the best bloody decision I ever made Come in my on, life. I've been having a do ever since. Well, cheers. Oh, cheers to you. Bugger all. Everyone knows my live shows are absolutely fantastic still to this day, Roger. Oh, bollocks. You know, I don't even know why I bloody came here. I'm on holiday. I don't even know why I left me flat for this. Blimey. Listen, bloke, I never liked you. You were bloody good at your guitar. But you're dodgy. And you're bloody dim. Now I'm getting real shirty there. We wouldn't have to leave the band if you didn't do such a bulge job. Yeah, well, we really went pear-shaped, didn't we? Sure did. Had me out there. On the lash. When you three left me, I thought... I thought me band was nicked. So bloody hell. That's thrown a spanner in the works. Well, we did have to take the mickey a bit, didn't we? I thought... Someday Roger's gonna grow a meat and two veg. Now he's just some geezer. Touring all alone like some... Some sad little bloke. With a tour that cost a bomb. In it. Oh, please. David. My life's been hunky-dory. Has it? Oh, blimey. Don't get your trousers in a pinch. Oh, brilliant. Oh, bug off. You know, I haven't seen you, Roger, in a fortnight. You've been knighted by the Queen, aren't you, posh? I'm a proper bloody knight. You're a proper bloody chav. Oh, bollocks. Guys, 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 come on. Wait, hold on. Someone's coming into our studio. Who's stumbling in? Shine. Hold on. Someone unexpected is coming into the studio. What's going on here? Shine. Oh, my God. Is that? Oh. You just can't do that. Oh, to yeah. people shine. Can you believe it? It's bloody Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy. Sharon. Sharon. I just wanted a bloody burrito, Sharon. Oh, Ozzy, what are you doing here? Sharon, you can't just do that to people, Sharon. Oh, Ozzy, I think we're in the wrong studio, Ozzy. Guys, guys, what are you doing here at the lot scene? I don't. We didn't have you scheduled today. I don't. You're not even really a jam band. Bloody John Van is he talking about Sharon? Yeah, guys, this is the this is the the lot scene podcast. Oh, I talk oh, with no, I talk with people in the scene in the jam band scene. Uh, the kitchen is yeah no that's down the, that's down the hall. What, what podcast are you, are you here for? This is bloody podcast, Sharon. It's the part of darkness, Sharon. The part of darkness. Oh, the part of darkness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The metal podcast. That's actually you're gonna go down the hall through that door right where you came in. Down the hall, and it's the thing like the third or fourth door on the right. That's gonna be the part of darkness there. Ozzy. Sharon, look, it's, it's David oh, and hi. Roger. Hey, yo. Hi, Dim. Oh, look at these couple blokes, right? <laughs> these bloody blokes. Yeah, that's real, oh, real funny. Yeah. Oh, it's funny you're running into you here, isn't it? <laughs> oh, Ozzy, we should probably get going, Ozzy. Okay, Sharon, I just, I just wanted a burrito, Sh- Sharon. Just... All right, guys, yeah, just out that, okay, out that Ozzy, door. I'll get you the burrito. Okay. You can't just... Do that to people. All right, well. Shine. Okay, that that was unexpected. Sorry about that, Roger. You're yeah. just trying to have a shin wag. And, I mean, well, he's, he's, a, he's a picnic short of a sandwich, huh? 
Amazing. What a bloody fool. His music's straight poppycock. <laughs> it is bloody poppycock. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. You guys seem to be agreeing on something. That whether he that Ozzy's Ozzy's trash rubbish, <laughs> indeed rubbish. Uh, poppycock. <laughs> oh, Roger, you're absolutely right, mate. Oh, rubbish. Oh, oh, right. Yeah, that that guy sucks, huh? Yeah, and his wife, right? Oh, oh, she's a real curtain twitcher. <laughs> oh, bloody hell, you're right. Oh, you're oh right. yeah, right. Yeah, she whatever that is. Oh, she sure is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh man! Goodness, <laughs> well that definitely threw a spanner in the works. <laughs> oh, <laughs> absolutely bloody smashing! In it, 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 in it. Oh, little cheeky little monkey! <laughs> Surprised oh. me too. Get my, get my trousers a bit wet. <laughs> Oh blimey! <laughs> yeah. Oh goodness! Right? Oh man! These guys, these guys said it. Anyway, so now that we're all on the same page and everything's kind of, kind of cool now with us, right? I think we can all agree that guy sucks. So let's get back to talking about Pink Floyd, right? And first thing I gotta ask, right? Because everyone's gotta ask it. Um, is there any chance that you guys are ever gonna get back together and maybe? perform together is that is there any chance we can maybe make that happen do you want me to answer this one roger oh david david i don't know it's up to you mate if you want to answer this one well above the david i'll speak on behalf of both of us and answer that question by saying bug off <laughs> all right let's get out of here roger all so right, david. oh okay so that meant no uh, or... have a good day i've got to go back to my flight this podcast was a real cock up in it? Well, it did get me a bit miffed. What do you say we go out in the lash? I wouldn't mind taking the liberties, mate. Just a couple of blokes smoking a couple of fags, having a couple of drinks. I'm a bit knackered, but got a little time before I have to get back to the gaff, so. In it? All right, let's go. Let's go to the bars. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, okay, I guess you guys are going. Uh, cheers, guys. Thanks for coming in the studio. Oh, man, I have no idea what just happened there. I have no idea what those guys just said. Seemed like nice guys. It was just cool to be in the same room as them with those guys. Man, they are really, really British. Okay. Well, that was David Gilmore and Roger Waters. And that is episode 13 of the Lot Scene Podcast. I hope you enjoyed another episode and another week here together. Thank you so much to Lisa, the wife of a fish fan, Ned Newberg, and his new girlfriend, Natty Newberry. And also, of course, huge thanks to Roger Waters, David Gilmore, and Ozzy and Sharon Osbourne for popping in accidentally. Next week on The Lot Scene, we are going to be talking about Colorado, because it just feels like Colorado is kind of beating everywhere else in the United States right now when it comes to getting your jam band fix. They're kind of just leading the way. And I'm going to be talking about Colorado with a Boulder native drum circle guy who's going to be popping into the studio for the first time. Also, Phil Lesh is going to be coming on to do his donor rap. And also, we're going to be speaking with Joe Russo of Joe Russo's Almost Dead. It's going to be a great one next week. So please come on by once again. Thank you for supporting this podcast and listening. Tell your friends. Tell everyone you know that likes this stuff to check out this podcast. It would it mean a lot to me uh, to get the word out. Yeah, but I appreciate you listening and still listening to this. So I will catch you next week. 
on another episode of The Lot Scene.